Hallelujah. I say this as a continuing, continue, continuation of a declaration of faith. But I've been saying for weeks that we are in the midst of something significant. That God is doing something very significant right now. It was heightened last weekend with our back to school revival and what took place there. And this weekend has not just been ceremonial celebration of 45 years of history, but starting on Thursday night, God has spoken to us each night. And so again, I say we are in the midst of something very significant that God is doing. I believe there are there is a group of people tonight that to the best of our ability we want to embrace what God is doing and go where God wants us to go. I believe the greatest and I understand it's been said and I realize and it's true this is not about any one individual it's not about one person or two people it's about everybody but Obviously there are there's there's a figurehead and I believe the greatest tribute that we can give to Bishop and Mother Wright is not what we have said the last few nights. But really the greatest tribute that we can pay for the first 45 years of this the history of this church is to take what has been established and given to us and go from here into everything else that God has for us. Praise God. If you would make your way to your seats, remain standing, please. I do want to welcome everyone tonight. If you're a guest, we thank you for being with us this weekend, tonight, this special occasion. If you're watching somewhere on the Internet, we welcome you as a part of this service tonight as well. I I want to, and everybody's standing, I I wasn't thinking, and I was going to do this differently, but... I just want tonight, and obviously each night as I've introduced the speakers, I've made some comments, but I, I want us to take a moment and honor Sister Hemus, Sister Grossbach, and Sister Libby. We've honored these men as they preach, but they as well are a part of us. So we honor them tonight. Thank you for joining us with your husbands and being a part of this celebration. It's my great privilege tonight to be able to bring our speaker. Brother Libby was saved at the end of 1971. I believe about a couple of weeks after I was born. And uh, I, I, I don't want this to be negative, but the thought kind of hit me today. Actually, Brother Grossbach, I, we were on our way to University of Maryland to be a part of the service there and um, what a, this this is a, an extremely memori- a momentous day for me. Uh, we went to College Park today, and uh, Timothy played the keyboard, and the three ladies in my house sang and led worship. And uh, there is there's there's no greater gift in all of the world than to experience that. And so on the way, we were tuned in listening, and the thought hit me. Brother Grossbach was only here for six years. Brother Libby, you were only here for two years. And what a challenge that these men, six and two years, what they have gone out from us and done. When some of us have sat for 22 and 26 and 
don't mean that against you. I was challenged by that today. And so, um, Brother Libby's kind of in that category. I talked about Brother Grossbach last night. There's a big age difference. In fact, Brother Libby's eldest son and I are pretty close in age. But I, I want to say the last couple of years, I've been very grateful. Brother Libby has spoken into my life several times. There have been a few moments that my phone rang and I looked at the caller ID and it was his name and I answered and after a quick hello or whatever, he began to share a very timely word. And uh, there's no way to express how much that means. And so on this third night of our 45th anniversary celebration, it is my honor and privilege to bring to this pulpit pastor of a great church in used to be Gaithersburg, now Imesville, Maryland, Christian Life Center. Brother Libby, come. Thank you for being here. Take your time. Take your liberty. Share whatever the Lord has. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to know what I was just talking about right there? You may be seated. I am humbled to be here tonight and to be able to share in what God is doing here in Antioch. And uh, I have been, thank you, I have been very blessed and uh, edified to be here with you tonight, and um, I'm just, I feel just full of joy. It's amazing the history of this church, the impact of this church, the blessings of and on this church, and to be able to share with the homecoming of, not the like homecoming, but <laughs> we'll do that too when you die, but <laughs> you and your wife coming back and being able to be a part of the ceremony of honoring you and your wife, I was sitting there awed by the whole thing, and it dawned on my thick head that Sister Bro- Ghost- Grossbach's sister, I won her to the Lord. Later, Sister Grossbach got saved, and I was gone after that. So y'all can thank me. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Just a little gem of gold of history that I didn't do something before I left. I was uh, blessed, I guess, to have left after two years, and I've regretted it so many times because 
You know, I knew Acts 2, 38. I knew it. I believed it. Get out of my way. I knew oneness. I could go up and down the whole doctrine. I knew how to shout. I would shout when you weren't even supposed to shout. I figured everybody else was wrong. I think, as I remember, I didn't mind telling anybody either. <laughs> and um, and uh, I knew a little bit about how to pray, and that was about all I had. And uh, so many times I'd wished that that hadn't been the case because I had to learn so much uh, just trial and error. And... Uh, I have a little nick tick in my neck after a nervous breakdown four or five times. At any rate, God is a good God. I feel like it's a miracle that I'm even here. And I'm so thankful that God has kept me and my good wife. Baby, where are you at? Just stand up. You're going to see something gorgeous right here. Where where are you, baby? She's hiding now. I'll come get you. There she is. <laughs> After a Bible study with Brother Wright, way back, I was 11 and she was uh, 9. <laughs> We're just two little people walking around. <laughs> we went down to the church, never been in the church, just had a Bible study, and we were completely convinced. And uh, <laughs> we went down to the altar, and uh, I'll never forget. I lifted, he, he came up to me. He said, man, I think... If you, the first words you're ever going to say are speaking in tongues. So I just stood there. And my eyes were closed. And I saw a picture, like a picture of water. I saw it. Nobody can take that away from me. And then the, the picture tipped. And the water came out. And I thought, oh, it's going to get all over me. But when it hit me, it went inside. And then it started coming up. And when it got right here, I started speaking in tongues. Nobody can take that away from me. Nobody can take your experience away from you. Because we're not just somebody... We've been born of the water and of the Spirit. And we have something powerful. And uh, I was assuming that my wife was doing the same thing. That my eyes were closed. Whenever it uh, kind of calmed down, 
I looked over at my wife thinking she was just right in the same place. And she was like this. I'm like totally freaked out. And uh, we were part of that kind of hippie thing. And we, we had been good boys and girls for the most part. But there was a few things that we experimented with things. And we, we did drugs is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> trying to be sophisticated. It seemed like you weren't getting what I was talking about. Had to come out and say it. So my wife, I think, thought I was freaking out. Because I just, I did, but differently. So we went to be baptized. (laughs) And my wife was resisting getting baptized. Finally, she said, I'll get baptized, but I'm not doing that. And she pointed at me. She's done that a lot through the years. (laughs) But just a couple weeks later after that, she just came up to the altar, went to the side, all by herself, and God filled her with the Holy Ghost. And we've celebrated our uh, 41 uh, pastoral anniversary a little bit back, and... It's amazing. We're still alive. The the devil wants to kill us. And if he could, he would have. But he can't. We've got a name that's above every name that is named. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. Oh, put your hand on somebody's shoulder and intercede for them right now. Can you do that? Hallelujah. Come on, let's just lift that up just a little bit. He called no more Korianda Labahaka Sataha. Oh God. Hilamarada Bashandayama. Holomaya Kashiando Lomoho. Oh, Jesus. 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 Oh, 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 thank you, thank you, 
Thank you. Hallelujah. We have so much to be thankful for. We have so much. You know, the devil tries to point out the struggles, the hurts, the prayers that didn't go the way we wanted them to go, the things that can't be explained, yet we trudge on. And we struggle. And by the grace of God, He lifts us and helps us to get to the the next step. Because we cannot, we cannot do it by ourselves. You didn't get here by yourself. I didn't get here by myself. We can't, can do nothing but cooperate and let God be God to us. And we must surrender to him. We have much to be thankful for. I, I leaned over to Sister Wright And I said, can you imagine what it's going to be like when we get to heaven and look back like we did today, looked back at the gross box and things that have happened, and it's breathtaking. 30 years. At the time, it just seemed probably... A long stretch, but when you look back, it's just like, how did that happen? I woke up the other day and found out I was 65. <laughs> when did that happen? I did not see that happening. And it's really true that our life is just but... <sighs> and we need to cram... cram everything we can into what we have left with abandonment no holds barred that song you guys I gotta if I can't buy it or can't nobody will give it to me I will steal it I'll write on there that I wrote it I was kidding. I was just kidding. (laughs) Oh, it just was so inspiring to me. Oh, because we've yearned for so long. And God has been good, but yet we still taste something that has not yet manifested. But we feel that manifestation coming up. Something is about to happen. 
oh God, we've got to press. Press. One of the things that I've kind of highlighted in my own experience, the need for deepening. I know maybe you call it something else or whatever, but the idea of getting deeper, it's a part of, it's a part of our discipleship. Deepening through surrendering. By letting go to the things that we have held to, that God helps us to get loosed from, i.e. wounds, scars, disappointments. God is very strange sometimes. He never announces you're going to have a trial tomorrow. I've never had him announce, get ready. You're going to be a pancake tomorrow. (laughs) It just comes on you. The trial comes. The disappointment comes. And when it, it, it comes several things at the same time, I told a preacher one time, I know what to do when that happens. What? Laugh. Because if everything is going not so good, it can't be the devil because he doesn't have permission to do that. It's got to be God, and he's doing it for my good. We cannot deepen and experience God in deeper ways without suffering. I know you're going to leave after this right here, but suffering is a part of our discipleship. We we have a death grip on our carnal nature. We just hold on even though we're saying let go and we just keep holding on so sufferings help us is this okay I didn't get anything is this okay (laughs) I don't know what's been okay that takes care of it And so God has to put some heat on us to get us to get our death grip off so he can separate the dross from what's pure. And he's not doing... You know, some folks have a problem when these things happen and can get angry with God. Another weird thing about God, 
he never tells you and, you know, lets you know it's about to happen. And he doesn't explain anything while he's doing it. That's part of the fire. Not telling you. He wants us to have a pure faith and trust. That's the only way we can take our hands off self so God can heat us to surrender and go deeper. Suffering is a gift. It's not because he's mad. It's because he sees your potential. And you made the mistake of saying, use me. Use me, God. Then we say, forget me, God. And when you say a too late is right, already signed on the line. <laughs> and when you said, God, help me, I, I want to do everything. I want to go fly an airplane. God thought you meant it. To get that, you ask for it. And you can't take it back. We're big and bad when we ask for it. I'm going to be big and bad. And then the first little flick of fire. <laughs> oh, we're not so big and bad right there. <laughs> but in order for us to continue to grow, you know what happens? What time are we supposed to start? I haven't even started. What time is it? I can't. Anybody know? You did? Okay. Don't lie. What was I talking about? Big and bad. Yeah, that was in there somewhere. So God does not allow these things because he's angry or mad, but he wants to develop us and grow us. What happens to a tree if it stops growing? Somebody, firewood, it dies. The moment it dies, excuse me, dries up and dies, it's over. If it stops growing, if it stops growing, it starts dying. The only way a tree can live, <clears throat> it has to keep growing. It saves the tree 
When he keeps growing, the tree dies when it stops growing. And so God deals with us, so we'll keep growing. The word grow there in the New Testament speaks to the definition of maturing. Putting away childish things. Putting away. That's so hard. Because it causes us to have to put some things out that we've had a long time. And when God is doing it, it's a gift from God. Because he's trusting us to trust him. Trusting us to trust him so that we can take the opportunity to grow. Oh, God, I want to grow. I want to change. I don't want to be stuck. Let's give God some praise for a minute. Can we do that? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I know it's late and we've got shish kebabs downstairs for four ninety five. I don't think it was that much, was it? But anyway. So I'll try to condense. I never know when to shut up. My, why don't I just have an altar call right now? I like the idea of that shish kebab. <laughs> well, let's get our Bibles out and let's go to the book of Romans chapter 13. And uh, the folks up at the top there... <clears throat> If you can, I guess they can see me. I would like to get out the PowerPoint when I ask and go to Psalms 35. Well, we just turn to it and make it simpler. Let's read Psalms 35, 23. Can you turn there in your Bible? They're going to put it up there, whatever. Tell me when you're ready. All right, Psalms 35, Verse 23, would you read it with me now? Stir up, he said. Awake, stir up thyself. Stir up thyself. If you and I need to be stirred, the day is here to get stirred. We used to know the Lord was coming. And we had all kind of people to tell us how he's coming, when he's coming, and so on and so forth. But now, it is so clear. It's so big. You can't not see it. 
and we must stir ourselves. In the book of Romans, chapter 13, the Bible tells us, Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is a fulfilling of the law. And that knowing, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of our sleep. For now is when we believe, then we believed. It's near when we, then we believed, when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. What a profound scripture. And so I just got a little thing, title, that I call Wake Up and Smell the Coffee. Thank you, Jesus, for this convocation of powerful people. Thank you for your intense care for us. I'm humbled, and I want to get more humbled because I want your blessing. We want your blessing, and we want to be used in these troubling times in Jesus' name. And you all may be seated. I'm going to, I promise you I'm going to try. I promise to get this over quickly. Probably will fail, but I'm going to try. God, have for mercy. The times are very, very, well, the Bible says that they are perilous times. There are spirits being released on the earth through the unrighteousness and ungodliness of our culture. Satan is getting stronger because as when we surrender more to God and we become stronger so that the enemy who is growing and the demonic atmosphere is building 
We have no opportunity but to move forward and move forward quickly. He said that we just read that it is high time that we wake up out of our sleep. That was 2,000 years ago. And if 2,000 years ago they are on the edge of the rapture, somebody could say, well, he didn't know what he was talking about, but that tells me if it was on the edge 2,000 years ago, where is it right now? How soon could it be? Now, I am a pre-trib. Are you pre still? Okay. Just wanted to get it over with. And so am I. But I used to think that the rapture was going to be so good that we're going to be gone before it really gets hot. And I've, I've rejected that. I don't know how much of it we will experience, but I think we're going to experience it a whole lot more than we're experiencing right now. And we don't have time to play games anymore. I'm not saying we are playing games, but it's high time that we wake up from our sleep. Now, how can a person be asleep and listen to a sermon to wake up? Because the sleep that he was talking about was not a sleep of slumber and going to bed at night. And the being awake is not about waking up from the natural. But I have come to believe that there is a spirit in this world that knows how to sort of put us to sleep. A spirit that very, very subtly lays that spirit in amongst us, in this world. They are completely captured by it and driven by it. And we are trying to put up with it. You know, I was telling somebody the other day, they were just tired all the time. And I made the point that, no, it's not being tired. It's the oppression of the enemy to press on us, to discourage us, to hinder us, and make us think we're just tired. And I want to declare to you, that's not the problem. It's not because we're physically tired. It's that a spirit is pressing down upon us for God. The, Satan is coming down in great wrath. And he's pressing, pressing, heavy, pressing, pressing. But we're also told that we must press. And if you're not careful, he can put you into depression. Oppression, feeling like a failure, 
Life is terrible. You might as well give up. It's not something natural. It's something supernatural. And we've got something that we can use to take care of that. Satan wants you to think you're just tired. Because if you think that, you won't do what you need to do to take care of the problem. Oh, come on somebody. What I'm asking you to do to join right here tonight, right now, that we could deal with that spirit of oppression that's trying to press us, but greater is he that's within us than it is in the world. Why don't we press in the pressing? He's pressing us, but we got a greater power than he ever thought about. We can press back on him. Come on, somebody, right now. Why don't you press in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? In the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm sick of dealing with that. In the name of Jesus, I'm not tired. I'm getting revived. Somebody pray in tongues right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Our salvation is near. The battle is pitched. This is not the time to get tired. This is the time to press. 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 When we press in the Spirit, it doesn't make us exhausted. It makes us invigorated. There's an invigoration here. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody else. There's more. We're getting that oppression out. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. It's high time that we wake up out of our sleep. Press, 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 press. We got to press. We got to press. You're discouraged? Press. Things are going bad? Press. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Press. Press. Oh, I hear the snapping of chains. The enemy's got to let go. He's got to let go. He's letting go even right now. You feel that right now? Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. I refuse to be exhausted. 
In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus name. Halamarata Yabahakasata. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. I forgot. To tell you guys, I would have been here the last couple of nights. I should have done this in the beginning, but I was preaching out of town. I couldn't get out of it. I'm sorry I wasn't here to be with you. Okay? Don't mention it again. Do you think I'm going to just keep saying it and saying it and saying it? <laughs> I, just, I know. Honor you, your good wife. How old were you when you got to Maryland? Like 12 or something like that. Wasn't it? 19. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Just little kids. It's amazing. <laughs> That's right. And so, there is a film. I don't know exactly how to express it. A subtlety, uh, just a kind of downer. And the enemy is oppressing. He can never possess a child of God, but he sure can oppress. And it's a pressing situation. In the book of Isaiah 52, I know it's, I've skipped a whole bunch of stuff. The, but just listen to me if they can't get it so quick. Okay. Awake, it says in Isaiah. Awake. Awake. Put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth shall no more come. In thee, the uncircumcised and the unclean. Awake. Get awake. Wake up. The word wake or awake comes from a word both in the Greek and in the Hebrew to rouse up. Not just wake up, but to rouse. There's some of violence with it. There's a certain urgency in it to awake, awake, awake. Put on thy strength. God doesn't do everything, but he does respond when we do our thing. And he says, you wake up, you stir up, you get ready, you get awake, you put on your strength. And when you do, then you're going to have victory like you want to have victory. But you got to do it. Every one of us has got to put it on and make up our mind. It may be difficult, but it's going to be way more difficult for the enemy when I awake and I put on my strength. 
How do I put on my strength? I get in the Spirit. I talk in tongues. I deal with demons. Amen. And worshiping God. And all the time I'm getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And the enemies want you to get weaker and weaker and weaker. Amen. So let's turn it around. And let's put it on Him. And let's press and awake and rouse ourselves. This new phase, this new thing that God is showing you. Satan didn't just let you obtain that. He's going to try to discourage you, harass you. But when you know what it is, you can laugh in his face. You think I'm going to fall for that? Buddy, I'm awake. I was snoozing, but I'm not snoozing any longer. I'm awake, and I'm not going back. Beautiful garments, just if we'd wake up. The next verse, verse 2, says, Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down. That's a weird thing. Arise and sit down. Well, I was already sitting down. I want to rise and sit back down. That's not what he meant. He meant to rise out of discouragement and sit in authority. How about somebody practicing with me? I'm going to rise up and I'm going to sit in authority. I'm going to rise up And sit in my authority. I'm not going to be pushed around. I'm going to push around. I'm going to get up. I'm going to wake up. And I'm going to take up. And I'm going to sit in the seat of authority. I believe part of what you're seeing and what you're feeling and what you're experiencing is about what I'm talking about right now in some way. A dimension of strength. Holy Ghost strength. And anointing such as we have not had heretofore. It's like more of what we have times ten. Where we walk in authority and we walk in anointing, in ways where we can go up to somebody and just touch them or talk to them and move them and can't get away. And God has a revival where you're going to have to expand because this standing up and sitting down is going to do big things for us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I speak unto you. It's time to wake up to a new dimension. I'm not saying you're asleep. I'm just saying let's wake up to a new dimension of God's presence. 
But God's going to have to do some of that suffering that we were talking about. Because there's things between us and that development and that joy that God has to get out of the way so the flow can flow. You don't see what God sees, but He sees what He sees. And He says, I want to deal with this part. And you know, there's this thing right here. And I want to help you get through past there. And when you do that, you come out of that stronger than when you were. Amen. So when God is testing you and God is dealing with you, it's something to rejoice about, not complain about. I want somebody to hear this. When you're going through with something, and it's hard to do, it's easy to talk about it, but it's a whole lot easier to do. (laughs) And I don't know how it can be easy. But with foreknowledge, we can know that there's going to be times where God is going to bless us to cleanse us so He can use us. And we can stand up and sit down in authority. Why in the world did Joseph have to go through everything he went through? He was a good guy starting off. The mistake was telling everybody. I bet if he ever had any more dreams, he wasn't telling nobody about them dreams. He was a good guy. But he had to be molded. So he was thrown in a pit. You can sit down. Okay. Okay. And so he he got thrown in the pit. And they came back to get him. And I bet he was... Oh, oh, thank God. You guys were kidding. Cool. And they brought him up and then sold him. He didn't do anything to deserve that. Zero. Because it wasn't about punishment. It wasn't about being mad. It was about getting him ready for his moment of standing up and sitting down in authority. Amen. He just didn't know what it was the pathway to get him to where he needed to be. And so he found, say again. That's right. He didn't have to know, but he knew God knew. So as long as God knows, and I know God talked to me, no matter how bad this is looking, it must be what God is having to do in my life. He just doesn't explain everything. He's trusting us to trust Him. That's hard too, God. What's going on, God? How long is this going to last? When God doesn't want to talk, guess what He's going to do? Not talk. You can't pry His eyes mouths open. He just nothing. Yeah. Crickets. 
And so he gets to Potiphar's house. He's got a good spirit. He's, he's trying to make the best out of this thing. And there was a babe there. And she took a shining to Joe. You got to watch out, Joe. You're cool looking. You don't know it, but you're pretty good. And there's going to be temptations on this path. Compromise. Why don't you keep going? No, I'm with you, man. I'm just here to help. I'm looking for an out here. And I believe, what, you, what, you, what happened? You, I wear you out. You're on the edge? Okay. Okay. And then he gets thrown in the, in the prison. And the prison there was far different from the prisons today. You get paid to go to jail now, practically. And finally, some relief came with the butler and the baker. And, and uh, they got out of there. And he said... Tell the Pharaoh about me. And I'm thinking, he's thinking, I'm on my way out of here. Oh, it's just going to be a few minutes now. Praise God. Two years. Did you ever think you had enough trials? And then you get two more years? Where you thought. I'm coming out. Nothing happened. It must going to be tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow. Two years later, he finally comes out. You know the story. Why did Joseph have to go through that? Here's my thinking. That Joseph was the right man at the right time, called of God and asked Joseph to trust him while he is working on him. Finally, he gets to the point of his brothers. <sighs> the brother. Sweet revenge. Except he'd been through some 16 or 17, whatever it was, years being tempered and being changed and being deepened. So that when he was in front of his brethren, he resisted the temptation to kill him. He had to go through all of that so he wouldn't kill those brothers. And that the fulfilling of the, the mission would take place. He was tempered. He had to go through it. What I'm trying to say to somebody here, you may be in a pit 
you may be in temptation. You may be confused of what's going on in your life. But God has not abandoned you. He is getting you ready. So when you have your moment, you handle it right. Power in the wrong hands can be very dangerous. Sleep. You know, sleep is like unconsciousness. It's a low-level unconscious. You can walk through a person's home and steal everything in it if you're quiet and get everything they have. Because they're asleep. There is a sleep. That's, you're awake. Have you ever heard about sleepwalking? People that walk in their sleep. They, they can even talk in their sleep and have no knowledge that they are really unconscious. When people are going through things, and maybe sometimes when they're not going going through things, there is a tendency to sort of sleepwalk, where I lose real consciousness of God, and I'm going to sleep. And I'm, I'm, you can even worship asleep. Like, my hands are up, but I'm looking over here at somebody over here. and I'm singing the song, but I'm really not into it. You're sleeping. You can get discouraged in times and go to sleep and just kind of withdraw. Still be in the house, but sort of checked out and start to sleep. We can't afford to go to sleep. We have to rouse ourselves. What do I mean by smell the coffee? Wake up, smell the coffee. That term came earlier in the 1930s and meant where people weren't really paying attention to what was going on. Just going through life, but not paying attention. Like a father that might need to pay attention to his son. But he's just sort of asleep and goes about his business. And he's not taking care of what he needs to take care of. That's what I mean by smelling the coffee. Wake up. What's going on in your life? What's going on in your situation? What's going on? It's time, high time, for us to wake up out of our sleep by prayer. Not just saying things. Oh, it's so easy to just say things. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And then speak in tongues. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, God, oh, God. Oh, God. Having a good prayer, man. Praise the Lord. Oh, God. 
Oh God, oh God. Oh, oh God. Is there anybody in here that wants to go where he's saying we're going? You're going to have to do some waking up. There's something right outside. There's something waiting for us right there. But we've got to rise up. Smell the coffee. I'm getting ready to move into a new dimension. God is ready to take us to a new place. But we need to rouse ourselves. Everybody, let's get up. Let's get up right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. How many? How many? Wave your hand and shout amen if you're ready to go where God is leading him to go. Uh, no, no, no. That was almost arousal. I'm talking about a real arousal. Just stirring up. How many is ready to follow this man into that new dimension that's right out there? How many? Stir yourself. Stir up yourself. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody's getting ready to move into that new place. Somebody's deepening in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Would you put your hand on somebody's shoulder and let, here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to put your hand on your brother or sister's shoulder and pray for you. What I want you to do now is pray and let God's spirit flow through you to your brothers and sisters. Just say, God, flow to my people, flow to my people brothers and sister can you do that in the name of Jesus God's going to fill the temple that's right flow flow just let it flow just let it flow I don't want to miss it I don't want to sleep through it. I want to wake up in it. I want to go where I've never gone before, David. There's places we've never been before. I want to go. 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 Uritiki Shatan.
God to fill your brother. Ask God to fill your sister. Come on, flow. Flow into your people. Flow into your sister. God, fill us. Fill us. Help us to go deeper so we can go higher.
hands in this place, the message, the song that Sister Trish is singing. I wonder if some more of you would just gather in at this altar as a declaration tonight. Come on, some more of you be willing just to gather together as a declaration of our faith, as a declaration, a statement tonight. We're going to wait. We're going to arouse. We're going to take our mountain. We're going to let God do in us all that He's wanting to do. Word tonight, Lord. 